Hello, I am Unstoppable Tracy. Welcome to the Today Show with the Disability Channel on Bell, on Roku, and around the world. We are so excited today because I just returned not long from San Diego in California for the National Emergency Number Association. That's 911. And it is the U.S. world. And I met an extraordinary man. His name, you will find out in just a moment. He was awarded the number top 25 of the doers and the movers and the shakers and the dreamers and the drivers. And he was featured in Government Technology Magazine. He's also very recently been awarded the National Hall of Fame by the National Emergency Number Association. So this conference that just happened a few weeks ago is 911 operators in California, and I met Richard there. Now, Richard also happens to have a hearing loss, which I think makes it extra interesting when you think of an emergency happens, and now you need to telephone 911. So I'm here to learn more about Richard's 36-year career in the Americans with Disabilities Act in terms of technology as an access coordinator. But And then after the break, we'll also learn more about his role with the National Emergency Number Association. But talk about super interesting. You'll want to stay tuned to meet our phenomenal guest. Richard will be with us right after these messages. Hello, everyone. Bonjour, bonjour. As Lieutenant Governor of Ontario, I'm delighted to offer my best wishes for success to the many friends and staff of the Disability Channel for your October 12th fundraiser in support of employment programs for persons with disabilities and veterans. Removing barriers wherever they exist, creating accessible spaces, and promoting greater equity are all central to this province's efforts to rebuild from the COVID-19 pandemic. So help us to ensure a more inclusive and resilient future one that works for everybody. Please accept my thanks and encouragement. Keep up your inspiring and dedicated work. Thank you. Merci, Miigwech. Hello, it is so wonderful to have you on the Today Show, Richard. Oh my goodness, it's only been a couple of weeks since I saw you last. And we've been all over Twitter and in uh, certain social media fame. But you are famous in the National Hall of Fame with Nina. Will you tell our viewers a little bit about 
the past 36 years and what you've been doing in the U.S. Absolutely. First of all, <clears throat> wonderful to see you again. Thank you so much for the invitation to be on your show. Well, I started with when I was hired to work under the former mayor, Tom Bradley. It was under a different program at the time. It was administration's job to help people find jobs. Once the Americans with Disabilities Act was passed in July of 1990, it went into effect June 30th of 1992 is when it went into effect. And at that time I was interviewed for the position that I eventually got, it was very interesting, making city government accessible for all individuals with disabilities, especially people who are deaf and hard of hearing, deaf blind. So I applied for that position figuring why not? Yeah. I went for the interview and there were eight people on that interview panel and wow. they grilled me with questions. I answered them all calmly and I was very polite, informed, and I was able to explain many issues. And when I was hired for that job, my first thought <clears throat> was to improve the 911 system based on history. And sure enough, once I gave the answer that they needed to hear about 911, that was what got me hired. So I was a coordinator. Eventually I became the ADA compliance coordinator. The first two weeks on that job, I made friends with our 911 dispatch center. And after that, I was able to help them transform the entire system to provide access to people who use TTYs, which was a communication device for the deaf people. Now, when that law was passed back in 1990, technology was very limited. It was very limited. Basically, you just had TTYs, which is why that was what my focus was. And at first there was a lot of pushback to changing things, but honestly, I'm not afraid of change. I could see the potential if we made changes to improve the system for everyone. And when I say everyone, I do mean everyone, not just deaf and hard of hearing individuals. Oh. So I was able to show and prove that there were other ways and other systems that would be effective and that were effective. So it, it was high time, a high time in my career. I really was making changes all around the state. And that was a huge moment in my life. So I, that was my first big project that I was able to accomplish. And certainly huge and fabulous highlight in your life. And, and also millions of Americans. And as a result of Canada looking to the Americans with Disability Act, millions of Canadians too. Who knew when you went for that job interview, how you were going to have a North American impact? 
Absolutely. So some of our listeners are people with disabilities, but many of our listeners are people in the general population. And of course, not everybody is a listener savvy with people with hearing loss. So can you give us a few more examples of like, what was a struggle before you came? And then what's a specific example of how maybe TTY would have worked? And then we'll give a more current 90s example of one of your early new ideas. And after the commercial, we'll get into what's going on now. But let's just explain the past a little more thorough if we're able. Absolutely. Well, talking about hearing loss, to start with that, I do have some hearing. I did have it when I was growing up. My parents were both deaf, but they did not use sign language. I use sign language, but my parents didn't allow me to sign as a child. It was not considered the right thing to do. Wow. It was. So I learned sign language behind my parents' backs. (laughs) which I think was a good thing. Yes. And then I have about an 80 decibel loss in my right ear and 85 decibel loss in my left ear. And back in 1996, I completely lost hearing in my right ear. Mm. And then in 2000, I lost whatever hearing I had left in my left ear. I was fine with becoming a deaf person, but I had developed tinnitus and I couldn't control the ringing in my ears. It was so loud. For eight months, I couldn't sleep. So I had a doctor recommend that I get a cochlear implant, which you can see behind my ear here. And that stopped the tinnitus. I do hear some, I couldn't hear everything perfectly and I never expected to, but it was so nice to have the quiet again and not have that ringing noise in my ears at all times. So I, and I'm very happy with where I am now. Then to talk about access to emergency services and TTYs, as I mentioned earlier, in 1990, technology was very limited. You could only use the TTY. And a lot of people had no way of accessing emergency services at the time at all. Wow. Now, remember, telephones at that time were analog. And so... You had to leave your phone off the hook as a deaf person and hope the police would realize something was wrong and would come to your house to provide assistance or whatever. Or you could try just pressing buttons to see if that works. You could put the phone on the TTY and hit something because it will make a noise. But that meant you had to carry your TTY equipment over to where your phone was. It was not effective and way too time consuming. Yeah. It can take sometimes up to five minutes to have a call answered. And that's a matter of life or death. And the national standard is to have the phone call answered within 10 seconds. So that was no way any form of equivalence. So that was something we knew we needed to change. And that went until 2000. That's when technology was starting to emerge. And a lot of people made the 
transfer to higher tech, such as being able to use texting on phones, video phones came about, and other communication technologies. That was such a huge blessing because there were so many people with disabilities and so many people with cognitive disabilities who were able to use these emerging technologies. So honestly, it wasn't a benefit to a limited group. It was a universal benefit to so many people. And so it's so exciting to see how technology has shifted over the years. Oh, huge. This has also has some technology that they're working on as well. They're updating their technology, which is definitely needed. Wow. Oh my gosh. So there's some form of effective communication system. It's so necessary. I can't believe if, you know, a mom or dad is having a heart attack or a child falls and, and breaks a leg or an arm or somebody passes out and you don't know why. And then you have no way of communicating in less than 10 seconds. I can't, I just, it seems mind blowing where we've come from. Absolutely. Absolutely. A fun side note. uh, You may not know Richard, but there is a lovely little kitten that's meowing in admiration for the advances. And I'm not sure if it's your cat or Nicole, our interpreter's cat. I certainly don't have a cat here, so it's not mine. (laughs) So, Richard, I want to find out more and, and, and probe into some of these advanced technologies that we're looking at uh, and uh, you were celebrating and learning about at the National Emergency Numbers Association California Conference just a couple weeks ago when we were together. But I need to take a break. So listeners, please stay tuned to learn more flabbergasting information about the advancing technologies in 2022 and some of the exciting developments that are happening with our National Emergency Numbers Association for people with hearing loss, for people with other disabilities, and for all people accessing 911. So we'll be back with more exciting information with Richard right after these messages. Hi, this is Dave Stevens with the Disability Channel. An inability to break out. I'm sitting by the door on the second floor. Losing my seven-year war. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It's about you. So. Yeah. Joining me and uh, welcome to this beautiful Travelers Championship. I only want one accolade from you. So my story is unique. It's amazing. But it's not anything that you guys don't have inside of you. I'm not a hero. I'm not anybody special. I'm just this guy without legs and went out, and I just did it. Stats outweigh the Democrats. 
the diplomats and the bureaucrats. This is probably your first interview down on the ground on your butt and stuff like first that? First time ever, All baby. Right. Stay with us and the Disability Channel. Welcome back, folks. Thank you for tuning in to the Today Show. I am Unstoppable Tracy, and we are here with Richard Ray who is an award-winning doer and driver in the, uh, I believe it's called the Global Economics Magazine. I want to have a peek. And Richard is also inducted into the Hall of Fame by the National Emergency Numbers Association. I had the pleasure of meeting Richard a couple weeks ago in California at a, a very large conference. He has over 36 years involved with technology advances with the Accessibilities with Disabilities Act, ADA. And many of you know, Canada is just recently getting on board with the Canada Disabilities Act. So until about a year ago, we have for a long time followed the ADA. We have our rules in, for example, airlines and trains and transportation have been to follow the Accessibility with Disability Act because we're just now getting together our Canadian with Disability Act. So although we might be Canadians, this show is, is broadcasted internationally, the Today Show. And so I'm very excited for our American listeners today and for our Canadian listeners that have long learned from the ADA to have special guest Richard Ray, inductee Hall of Famer. So Richard, before the break, you were telling us about the past struggles with 911, for example. But we are so excited and positive to be celebrating some current successes and some new developments coming our way. Will you share some of the highlights from the conference and some of the technology advances you're most excited about? And be sure to take it to the basics because many of us in the everyday world don't have your advanced 36 year experience under their belt. Oh, I will try my best. <laughs> so what's really exciting about this journey that I've had for these last 36 years, and I am still involved in that journey. The journey continues for me is to be able to support all levels of government, whether it's national, state, or local. I've been involved. And in 2010, there was a law 
regarding access to government services that expanded to include effective communication systems. So that's a very important moment. And the problem was it was a little bit vague as to what other technologies could be included, such as video phones, such as text messaging and other devices to communicate that would allow people with disabilities to communicate with the public generally effectively. So on the National Emergency Number Association, there was a working group called the Accessibility Committee. I am a co-chair of the Accessibility Committee and a working group within there is communication modality. And that's where we really focus on the different types of technology that people with disabilities are able to use and communicate with each other. And those are some excellent tools that we can use for our 911 communicators as well to use that effective technology to be able to communicate with dispatchers so that the dispatchers can know what to expect and how to interact with the people who are calling who might need help. It's a critical program for us because we are moving into what's called next generation 911, where we will be able to provide direct access to emergency services. The way it exists right now, we go through a third party relay service provider. And there's no offense to any of the third party providers out there whatsoever. They do a fantastic job and the 911 industry is doing a fantastic job. They're just not as compatible and overlapping as they really could be, which is that that's part of our challenge. And there's been a lot of delays in people getting the help they needed in a timely manner because of the multiple channels they have to go through. And so once they finally reach 911 for help, time has, has passed. So but what's improved from the TTYs I mentioned before our break, those were not effective. There's a dear friend of mine whose parents had died because my friend was not able to reach 911. And so I knew I had to do something to help improve this situation which is why this has been a passion project of mine for so many years. I try to help and educate people in 911 dispatch centers to raise their awareness. And that's why I'm so excited about next generation 911. And that's why I like to go to the conferences on the national level and the state level. And that's where I'm able to meet fantastic people like you, Tracy. Yeah. So I've learned so much when I'm able to talk with people and offer feedback to them directly so that I consider that my role is to be a support to everyone. And whether or not I have the answer at hand, I can find the answer. I can work with these people. Yes. Sometimes I'm lucky I have the answer they need right then, but I feel the most critical part of all of this is to be collaborating with absolutely everyone. That's what's key. You know, Richard, we were the only two people at the conference. My disability is more visible than yours. 
yeah. but many people know you. And I think when there are key decisions and educational networking that happens at these conferences, that because you attended, because there is a presence, it's top of mind and that it further drives the mission. You know, Ontario had a law in 2005, and that's Ontario only for an accessible communications. And their goal was 2025. And Canada's just making that happen now, a Canada with Disability Act, just now. And so it's exciting to hear that you're still part of this journey and that, you know, the a major law started in 2010, although that seems late to you, it's early for us Canadians. And we're leveraging your next generation influences that I know you're so humble to say you're not alone on this journey, but you are integral in being front and center and a constant advocate and educator that's caused this technology to become front and center important. It seems like you'd like to say something. I'll pause. Yeah, I was just going to say there are so many wonderful people. And absolutely right. I did not do this alone. There are fantastic people that work with me. I get to work with them. It all comes back to collaboration. Working with the 911 industry, working with the marketers, being able to be a co-chair for the accessibility committee. My co-chair and I work fantastically together. And I've been chair since 2005 and I'm still walking chair of that work. So it's still so critically important to me. And it's just absolutely amazing. Absolutely an amazing organization that I get to work with all of these people again, nationwide, statewide. And unintentionally North American wide. Yes, you, you are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. And I, I'm a constant reminder that there are people with disabilities out there. And it's important that these people don't forget us. It's so critical because if we have things built in from the beginning, then we're able to really move forward and be more inclusive through the whole time, including people with disabilities, people who speak different languages, so many communities that it touches. And it's critical to have that built in from the beginning. And that's why we're here. That's why I'm still here. Yes. And that's why I've invited you to the Today Show because everyone needs to see what a positive influence I got to see in the conference. I think you know everybody that was there, over 500 people. And because of your presence and opening those doors, people were really receptive. 
And so I'm hoping after the break that you would be willing to share with people how they learn more and any final words of wisdom or tips that you would like to share about communicating needs in an emergency, about influencing government potentially, or how to learn more about the next generation 911, or how do they reach you? So please, while the commercial's on, think of your final thoughts that you'd like to share with the world and any words of wisdom. And, and listeners, please stay tuned for some final golden nuggets with Richard Ray and Unstoppable Tracy on the Today Show. We'll be right back after these messages. Jay Stoyan here for the Disability Channel, the world's only inclusive channel for and by persons with disabilities. I just want to let everybody know that we are now live on Roku TV, the world's largest IP platform, and it is a free subscription. Again, the Disability Channel is live on Roku TV, the world's largest IP platform available in more than 27 countries around the world and it is a free subscription. Subscribe today, the Disability Channel. Hello everyone, I'm Burlington Mayor Marianne Mead Ward, and I'd like to wish the Disability Channel much success on your October 12th fundraiser for persons with disabilities and veterans, your VIP concert and drone ball drop. Thank you for choosing Burlington. You operate right out of Tech Place right here in our city and serving the people in our community and much success with your fundraiser. Thank you. Welcome listeners. This has been the Today Show. I am very excited to have 36-year accessibility with the ADA, Accessible Disability Act, technology veteran that has made many inroads. And in particular, I know his huge success with the National Emergency Numbers Association. He's been inducted into the Hall of Fame. He's been in magazines in the able-bodied world not only specific to people with disabilities, and he is still creating inroads and influences for the next generation of information for 911. Before the break, Richard shared about the, the advances with having third party to support us that was better than TTY and some of those early 90s struggles with telecommunications, which weren't available for police officers and, and heartbreaking stories of loved ones dying because they couldn't communicate with 911. Well, now we are looking into the future and we are saving lives and we're creating direct communication. And so I'm so blessed to have met Richard Ray at the California National Emergency Number Association. And I wanted to ask Richard now going into the future, what, what's your excitement about the future and how can you 
suggest for our listeners, how do we be influential like you the past 36 years so we carry on your legacy and we continue to use your voice to educate and, and inspire the needs that we need to make happen. What are some of your final thoughts, Richard? Well, I think I'd like to start talking about access to emergency services with next generation 911, as I mentioned. The goal, and I think this is so critical, is that we provide direct access to emergency services. And there are four elements that are part of that. Okay. Whether you do it by voice, by text, by video, or by data. It, those are all equally important ways of communicating that have to be included with any direct communication with dispatchers. Okay. So that is our goal. Right now within the United States, we're upgrading our networks and using advanced networks that will allow all four of those components to be used within next generation 911 in the next generation environment. Wow. The next step is the equipment to make sure that dispatch centers are fully inclusive in any way that anybody wants to communicate with them. And that's where you have to have an entire working group as we do under the National Emergency Number Association, as well as other organizations we collaborate with to push that forward. We do have a really strong relationship with, the, with Canada as well. We have multiple members who are also serving on the National Committee Board. And they all play an equally important role as any of us do. So in my working group, the Accessibility Committee, we make sure that we have representation from multiple locations, Sweden, Canada, other European countries who are also serving on that committee because it's equally important for people to be involved in with their own country or provinces laws. So working with say Canadian emergency services or emergency services that exist in Europe, we wanna make sure that we realize one voice can't accomplish anything. We need multiple people, the more people involved, the better, because that's how you really make change. Can I and ask? Many fantastic lines out there and organizations who support that. It's, it's been fantastic. How do, how do we compare in North America with places like Europe or around the world? Let me think. Well, when we think of Europe and North America, they have different approaches. Okay. The approach is different. So... I don't know that I would say one is better than the other. It just depends so much on the systems that exist out there. And I know for Canada, 
there's a system that that they're working with that works for them, but they're also collaborating with other organizations to see what other ideas are out there. So you can't really compare them terribly well because each has their system that works for them. And sometimes there are certain regulations that are required if you want to send a text message to 911. Sometimes there are not regulations depending on which group, which country you're within. In the United States, we don't have any regulation if you want to text to 911. Other countries do have that regulation. So it's what works for each country individually. Uh, so another example of how all of us, no matter where we live, every human being is unique and distinct. And so by having all four levels of communication methods creates more opportunities for a successful connection. Absolutely. And I loved how you said before the break, you know, even people with second language and how there might be an intention through the Accessibility Disabilities Act, but the realities of making successful communication just able to access for all is mind-blowing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a whole other program to focus on as well is emergency notifications. If something happens in a particular area, if people speak different languages, they don't have access to the critical information that needs to be shared. So I'm a huge advocate, even though it's not really part of the ADA, it's more of people's rights the Civil Rights Act of 1964 that that falls under. So they, of course, have their own legislation and all that. But in my heart of hearts, I need to make sure that everyone has full access to all information to save their lives. So my focus isn't only focused on people who know the English language. I know that we have to broaden our horizon. There's a huge need for multiple people out of that. And so I'm seeing more 911 centers offering different languages built into their system. And that's a huge plus. I'm very excited about that. A little bit of a side note or sidetrack, is sign language considered another language in that scope of things? Yeah, it is. Actually, it is a completely different language. Uh, we use American Sign Language. It is its own language, and it's actually different from another country's sign language. British Sign Language is different. They use completely different signs than what we use in the United States. Oh. And our sign language, interestingly enough, is more similar to French Sign Language. Oh, wow. So, yes, it's, it's not a universal language. It, every country has its own sign language. And it'll even vary from region to region. How people sign in New York compared to California, it's not completely different, but they have their own unique ways of expressing themselves. So, I love that. There's, a, there's an accent in sign language, just like in voice speaking. 
absolutely absolutely exactly we all have our own little accents <laughs> richard it's coming to the end of our show and i have just a thousand more questions for you i'm so glad to have been able to share you with the today show world and i wonder just like myself there are listeners that have questions for you uh or about the communication emergency numbers association and so how do people find out more how do they find you what do you suggest for connecting absolutely i would start off by saying the most important thing is for people to be involved in their state and local government and make sure they really deeply get involved, perhaps with committees or emergency services, 911 emergency services, or emergency alert notifications, anything along those lines. It's critical to be an involved person and be able to provide support and tools that people can use to expand the different programs that are out there. So it's a win-win, honestly, for everybody. Personally, I can be reached through email, honestly, is the best way. Okay. I'm, I'm happy to share my email address. And we'll put that on the screen for folks. I'm sorry, Tracy, go ahead. We will put the email address on the screen for folks. Oh, perfect. That would be perfect. Or they reach out to Unstoppable Tracy anywhere, and I will happily connect you with Richard as well. Absolutely. I'm more than happy to provide that information. I like to educate people. I'm here and available. Richard. I provide my full support. I'm so excited for you, Tracy. I'm very excited to share you with the world, Richard. Thank you for joining today on the Today Show. It is nationally with Bell 5, uh, and it's international with Roku. There are people around the world, including the United States and Sweden, like you mentioned, that will see today's show. And we'll also, after it's edited and aired, we'll put the recording on YouTube so friends and family can also see the YouTube information so and keep this this very crucial get out there join your committees advocate for the need it's beneficial to everyone and thank you for joining and listening folks and thank you Nicole for joining our show as interpreter today any positive thoughts to the Today Show listeners with Unstoppable Tracy and National Hall inductee Hall of Famer with the National Emergency Number Association and 36-year veteran Richard Ray with the Accessibility with Disability Act. Positive thoughts, folks. Take care. <laughs>